Hello, and welcome to the Shingo Principles Podcast, the podcast for those interested in building a culture of continuous improvement and sustainable organizational excellence. I'm your host, Mary Price, with the Shingo Institute, a program in the John M. Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. The Shingo Principles Podcast is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with thought leaders and practitioners around the world experienced in transforming cultures using principles, systems, and tools. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. In this episode of the Shingo Principles podcast, we hear from Douglas Dawson, founder and managing director of Leg Up Solutions, a Shingo licensed affiliate, as he shares his insights on leave no trace leadership. This concept of leadership focuses on seven principles intended to help leaders, including executives, managers, and team members, leave things better than they found them rather than leave dead bodies in their wake. We'll explore the principles and behaviors that can be taken to drive this model within your organization. You will also get an opportunity to participate in a research project on leave no trace leadership and anonymously share your thoughts on this key topic. You can find a link to the leave no trace leadership report and survey at shingo.org slash leave dash no dash trace. Welcome everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Mary Price. I'm the events and marketing manager at the Shingo Institute at Utah State University. I'm so pleased to have Doug Dawson with us today. As many of you know, Doug is the founder and managing director of Leg Up Solutions, a Shingo licensed affiliate. Doug has had several years experience working in the food and pharmaceutical industries before becoming a business excellence coach. Doug, I'll turn the time over to you. All right, Mary. Well, thank you very much. I'm excited to be here, and I'm really excited to talk to you about uh, Leave No Trace Leadership. Um, it's something that uh, we're kind of passionate about, and um, we've done some uh, a lot of work around that uh, concept in the last year. So anyway, jumping ahead. Uh, the Leave No Trace Leadership Report is the first in a series of our winning in, in the workplace uh, Leave No Trace Leadership Reports. So um, Leg Up Solutions is an education advisory firm focused on helping organizations uh, tap into the latent talent of their workforce, hence our uh, tagline, find the brilliance in your workforce. And we use the Shingo model to help organizations do that. So moving ahead, what's, uh, what's in this presentation today? Uh, just a few key points. Um, we're going to talk about our aha moment, uh, how everyone can be a leader, and then we're going to dive into the principles of Leave No Trace Leadership. At the end, we'll give you a couple of key takeaways, talk to you about the Leave No Trace Leadership survey that uh, we're currently conducting and about ready to wrap up as we prepare our 2022 Leave No Trace Leadership report. And then uh, a little bit about leg up solutions. So if we have time, um, and then obviously the Q&A. So first of all, let's uh, jump into uh, the beginning. Um, this is uh, a page, and you'll, these are pages from the actual report. I think key critical here is to win in the marketplace, you must first win in the workplace. And we see that with the Shingo model as a, an examiner uh, for the Shingo uh, Institute. We see that when we go to organizations. It's pretty powerful. This is a quote from Doug Conant, who's a former CEO of Campbell Soup, and he was a, an exemplar of leave no trace leadership uh, simply because uh, of his, his management style. 
As a matter of fact, uh, I think he's attributed now as having uh, sent out 30 handwritten thank yous over the course of his career. And that's pretty powerful. Um, we have uh, 32 at the time of this report, uh, 33 years now of data uh, with the Shingo Institute um, documenting what uh, organizations at very as various aspects of their journey of excellence look like. But the ones that really win in the marketplace are the ones that persist in the journey and demonstrate this um, concept of uh, leave no trace leadership. And this aligns very closely with the first dimension of the Shingo model, which is cultural enablers and its guiding principles of respect every individual and, uh, and lead with humility. Ken Snyder, uh, executive director of the Shingo Institute, um, says that uh, culture is the sum of the behaviors of the people within an organization. And that's uh, pretty powerful as well. When we do shingle workshops at Leg Up Solution, we kind of distill that down into the mean um, because that accounts for outliers. And you can have somebody that's really toxic that can bring the mean of that culture down, or you can have somebody that's uh, really um, um, optimistic and enlightening and they can, they can bring the mean up. So we say the mean, but the idea is here to win in the marketplace, you first have to win in the, uh, in the workplace. So what is the, the eureka, the aha moment? for Leg Up Solutions, we were, <clears throat> excuse me, we were involved with an organization um, in, in an assessment and uh, with regard to training, they started talking about, well, the question was, are you not concerned with all the training that you do early on that you'll lose some of your investment by people leaving to a different part of the organization or leaving the organization as a whole? And the manager's response was pretty uh, uh, telling, he said, um, we know that we uh, plant trees, the shade for which we will never sit under. And the idea was is that the, they, would, they would help the community um, and the industry, not just their business. And I thought that was brilliant. I, I, I really thought a lot about that. And it made me think a little bit about uh, um, Leave No Trace. And we'll get into that in just a moment. But that was our aha moment, just like Archimedes had his aha moment. Uh, when he discovered um, the uh, theory of displacement. So um, is everybody a lever, leader? Uh, according to psychology today, um, yes, uh, everyone can be a leader. Most of us are informally at one time or another a leader. Um, leadership skills can be learned. Um, and then there are obstacles leading uh, to leading that need to be overcome, such as uh, being introverted or not having uh, formal authority. Um, and those are largely due to perception, not um, physical obstacles. And then um, there are a couple other attributes there, but the, the bottom line here is yes, anybody that wants to be a leader can be a leader. Um, it's just how you develop your ability to influence others. And we'll, we'll talk about that here real quickly. Um, leave no trace leadership. Uh, as, as I heard this phrase, uh, we plant trees the shade for which we'll never sit under. Um, it actually made me think about uh, the concept of leave no trace in the environment. And this is big in the outdoors for out people that uh, enjoy the outdoors. Um, as a scout growing up, a boy scout, I learned about uh, leave no trace uh, as, as an environmental concept. And then as a scoutmaster later on, I taught that concept. And so I started thinking about, you know, is the, can this be transferred? Does leave no trace make sense in terms of leadership. And this all came about 
because of this statement, um, we plant trees, the, the shade for which we know we will never sit under. So worked with some thought leaders in industry. We worked with uh, some people internally and we came up with seven concepts or seven principles of leave no trace leadership and they support the cultural enablers dimension of the shingle model very well. So here they are right here, this is the framework, um, but we're not gonna spend a lot of time here. We're gonna jump into each principle as we um, move ahead. So the number one principle is think ahead and prepare. And when we teach shingle workshops, one of the things that we really focus on heavily is the idea um, that you should never go to the gamba without thinking about what it is you want to accomplish. So whatever that is, you wanna think ahead and prepare. The reason you wanna do that, you may not ask every question that you think you might want to ask, but at least you're prepared and you're prepared even then um, to pull on the threads of information that are left dangling that really provides some telling opportunity to learn at the Gamba. So you should always think ahead and prepare. What I really wanna do here is focus on, for each of these seven principles, focus on the actionable supporting concepts. So let's go to the next slide here. And these are the actionable supporting concepts for think, think ahead and prepare. Number one is uh, manage as if you had no power. This actually comes uh, from a statement made by uh, General Motors Vice President uh, or General Motors executive who was promoted to vice president at uh, NUMI. And uh, his, his uh, executive coach told him to uh, manage as if he had no power. That's where influence becomes a critical factor. So, and practically speaking, you may not have power. Second supporting concept is, um, actionable supporting concept, is to think how you can better listen and coach and mentor others. Part of that is thinking ahead and preparing before you go to the Gamba. Um, develop a consensus rather than coerce others to agree. This is critically important because if you have consensus, then um, it's not a matter of compliance. And I always say compliance leaves the room when the boss leaves the room, but uh, commitment stays in the room when the boss leaves the room. So if you develop consensus, then you're also developing commitment. Um, and then consider daily about those with whom you're gonna interact. Take a look at your calendar. Take a look, look at your plan for uh, your gamble walks, if you're gonna go on gamble walks, and think purposefully about the individuals that you're gonna interact with. Not just the questions you wanna ask at the, in, at the Gemba, but think about those individuals. And I'll give you an example of, of a great uh, leader that I had the opportunity to work for um, who, who exemplified this and some of the other principles of Leave No Trace leadership here in a bit. So uh, go and observe often is the second principle of Leave No Trace leadership. And this is really important. Um, I won't spend a lot of time. Again, you can see this page in the report if you want to uh, download the report. Um, uh, Mary, I think, sent you the, the, the link. But really, um, what's really important here is if you go and observe often, you start to get a sense of what is taking place. Rather than a snapshot, you start to see progress in its minutia and how little changes are making big effects. What are the actionable supporting concepts for go and observe often? Number one, go to where the work is and ideally do it twice a day. Now, that, if, you, if you have a broad scope of responsibility, if you sit in a C-suite or if you're a vice president or director, then you're gonna have to pick and choose where you wanna go for the Gemba. But if you're a manager or a team leader or even a, um, a line lead in a cell, 
um, you're still going to want to go to the Gamba and make it a habit to go to the Gamba because that's where you're going to learn. Over time, cover all the shifts and all the operations, um, both direct and indirect. You know, the shingle model, the shingle prize rather, used to be called the shingle prize for manufacturing excellence. It's now called the shingle prize for organizational excellence because it addresses uh, um, excellence within indirect organizations or support organizations. Healthcare, for example, um, uh, any services type industry, but um, it applies. So go to the Gemba everywhere so that you can learn what's taking place. Use questions uh, to learn what you need to know and don't lecture. Uh, Ritzo Shingo always says, when you go to the Gemba, go with big eyes, big ears, and a small mouth. And the idea there is that we need to learn. And then uh, be purposeful in what you want uh, to learn about. Think about, that goes back to planning and preparing ahead. But think about what it is you want to accomplish during that visit. All right? Third uh, uh, principle of Leave No Trace Leadership is support with vigor. And we have uh, four pillars here that uh, I'll, I'll just highlight. Number one, be visible and accessible. Leaders that do well are visible and accessible. As a matter of fact, uh, both Ken Blanchard and the One Minute Manager and uh, William Bridges in Managing Transitions talks about how commitment is inspired in people that see their senior leadership often. They, they have more of a tendency to want to follow what senior leaders are telling them. Teach and don't tell. I was being trained once and uh, my trainer kept telling me what to do and it was difficult for me to understand. And so uh, the person that was responsible for him sat the three of us down and said, uh, to, gave feedback to my trainer that I observed and, and he gave some specific examples. But the, the end result of what he said was, teach Douglas what he needs to know, don't tell him. If you teach him, he'll be able to see it and he'll be able to um, uh, learn from that and use it himself. Coach with empathy, that's critically important. Uh, when we coach with empathy, um, that allows us to get in uh, the other person's um, uh, kind of mindset, if you will, and be able to approach them from a, a, an aspect that is important to them. Uh, there's a video in one of the shingle workshops of uh, a woman at State Farm who talks about how they modeled Coach Wooten. Uh, and his uh, ability to approach his team members on an individual basis and empathize with them and how effective that made him as a coach and then give liberal praise. And I'm a, a, I'm a big proponent of praise and giving it liberally. So uh, what are the supporting concepts? Um, like I said, be liberal with praise. Um, teach skills, enabling the workforce to make decisions at their level. So if you're supporting with vigor, you're not only teaching those skills, but you're giving them an opportunity to use those skills and, and, and supporting them in that way. And, and that's vigorous support for sure. They can make the decisions at their level. Uh, celebrate mistakes as learning opportunities, driving near the ideal. So mistakes aren't a bad thing. They never should be viewed as a bad thing. We just need to take what we can to learn from them, to spell that across the organization if possible. And by uh, doing so, that makes the organization better. And then teach and model, there is gold in the red. I'm here to tell you that too many managers, especially as, a, a, as an advisor, uh, go to organizations and I see where, where the red is bad and the red isn't bad. If you wanna support with vigor, help people to understand that the red is good. That's where the opportunity lies. The green is good too. And we love the green, but the green is rolling along nicely 
fact is we may want to change things so that we see more red than green um, so that we are digging out more opportunities but the red is never bad the red is where the gold is at and that's how we support with vigor by by following those four concepts there all right so the next uh, uh principle is leave things better and i just want to say this um very succinctly we want to when we go to the gamba when we're having an interaction whether it's a direct report, an indirect report, um, somebody that's uh, uh, up here laterally, um, even somebody that uh, we might have a reporting direct or indirect relationship to above us, um, we want to leave things better than they were when we found them. In other words, we don't wanna leave dead bodies in their wake. We want to leave no trace um, that there was anything toxic about that uh, arrangement. We want people to feel better about themselves after the interaction than they did before the interaction. So what are the supporting concepts? Number one, this is really simple. If you see some trash, pick it up. If people see you doing that and you're doing it because it's the right thing to do, not because you know people are watching, then that will enable you uh, to show that you're trying to leave things better than you found them. Uh, praise incremental improvement uh, in behavior and performance. Um, you're leaving things better than you found them if you're praising that incremental improvement because you're praising progress. Some leaders have a tendency to wanna to wait and sandbag the praise for when they really get the whole thing right. But if you do that, they may not get the whole thing right because they don't know what they're, uh, what they're trying, they know what they're trying to accomplish, but they don't know if they're getting there the right way. Um, <clears throat> when somebody is struggling, find a way to buoy them up. Find a way to help them feel better about the day, feel better about themselves, be feel better about what they're doing, um, but leave things better than you found them. And then uh, never, ever, 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 ever denigrate somebody else. Somebody's gonna hear you. You can have those thoughts in your mind if you wanna have them in your mind, but keep them to yourself because somebody's gonna hear you and that's gonna erode any trust that you've built. All right, number five, uh, principle number five, leave no trace leadership is remove bureaucracy. Um, bureaucracy comes from informal systems. So there, we have a whole systems design workshop uh, around how to understand what your system is, whether it's an improvement system, a work system or a management system, what the five required communication tools of those systems are and um, how to map those systems and how to review them so they don't become bureaucratic and so they stay relevant. Bureaucracy comes from not understanding systems and not reviewing those systems. Um, and, and we have policies that creep in and we just get layer upon layer upon layer of bureaucracy. Um, so what are the actionable supporting concepts for remove bureaucracy? Eliminate obstacles for team members as quickly as you can. Um, obstacles don't always represent bureaucracy but what they can do is create bureaucracy if they're not removed. Um, use trust and confidence to streamline approvals of any sort. Uh, there's a great video uh, that Sean Barker of the Shingle Institute gives uh, where he shares an example of 15 signatures that were required uh, for an approval where only one was needed. That's bureaucracy. So let's let's uh, streamline approvals of any sort. Allow teams and team members to make their own decisions. Uh, there's no reason for you to have to make a decision if that decision can be made by the team members or, or somebody at a, a level lower than you. Um, you're creating excuse me, bureaucracy. <laughs> you're creating bureaucracy by having to insert yourself into a decision that others can make. 
And then uh, finally, remove, remove processes or process steps that don't make or add value. That's part of lean thinking. But it's also bureaucracy, and we need to eliminate that. And the more we eliminate bureaucracy, the more freedom people will feel about improving and doing better and driving a performance culture. Number six, this is uh, the same as the first Shingo guiding principle and the first for cultural enablers. Respect every individual. We've adopted it um, simply because it aligns with the sixth uh, the sixth principle of leave no trace for, for the environment. But this is absolutely critical. And respect becomes a, a key component of leave no trace leadership. Uh, you can read this when you uh, download the document, but uh, let's jump ahead to the supporting concepts that are actionable. Excuse me, uh, speak up. If you see a behavior that undermines respect excuse me, for every individual, that's really important. Don't be afraid to speak up. Try and create an environment, if it's within your power, uh, create an environment where it's okay for people to speak up. Respect is important and respecting every individual is critically important because if they feel respected, their ideas are gonna be brought forward. And you need every idea possible so you can get the best idea when it comes to improvement or when that team is trying to improve. Defend others, especially those not present. That is just the same as not as uh, not denigrating anybody. Um, if you are a champion of people that are being shot down when they're not there to defend themselves, then people are going to trust that you're going to do the same thing for them. And that is a matter of respect and trust. And they're going to appreciate that, even though they may not feel that. They know that you'll stick up for them. If, if they're not in the room and that same thing happens. Um, thank others frequently for their efforts. Uh, respect their efforts. Again, I'm a big proponent of thank yous. Um, I, I don't know that we have time. Um, I'm gonna jump ahead, but <laughs> I got a great story about respect. I was told once that I was abusing the electronic thank you system because I'd sent 745 thank yous out in a calendar year. And, uh, that's not the way the conversation went uh, with HR uh, once I helped them understand the value of those thank yous. So anyway, get over yourself and admit you're wrong. Say you're sorry. That's, uh, that's easy to say. Sometimes it's hard to do. But um, if you do that, uh, you're showing respect for others and uh, their opinions as well. So the final is model, teach, and engage. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on here, but Benjamin Franklin did once say, teach me and I forget, or tell me and I forget, teach me and I remember, involve me and I learn. And that's the, the crux of model, teach and engage. So um, you'll be able to say, take a look at these actionable supporting concepts. Uh, let's jump to the key takeaways because time's running short. Number one, you got to want it. If you want to have a culture that exemplifies leave no trace leadership, you have to want it. You can't just check a box and make it happen. You have to really want it. You have to want it inside here. Once you want it inside here, then it'll be possible for you to make it happen. Discipline is the key. Uh, you're gonna have to have some organizational discipline and that means sometimes people are gonna self-select and that's okay. Uh, they, it's better that everybody's where they wanna be, not where they don't wanna be. But um, organizational discipline is absolutely critical because that allows you to, uh, to get to the point where, well, uh, 
um, you can hit critical mass and um, I won't go into critical mass. There's great YouTube video, put in ping pong balls, critical mass in the search bar and YouTube and you'll see some great examples of how critical mass works for nuclear fission, but also in cultural development. And then uh, take baby steps, it's a journey. Just trust that if you take small steps, your ability to take bigger steps down the way will, will uh, increase. So that's important. Leadership is not a spectator sport. You've gotta be the change. And that is really important. Um, if you're having some struggles, uh, we would be happy to help. If you're not, that's okay. Uh, I think this is a good point, Mary, for you to shoot out your, uh, the link to the uh, survey. What we would ask you is if you at all are interested in the results of our survey and the data analysis, please participate by accepting this link and taking five minutes to do this survey on Leave No Trace Leadership. Thank you for your time. Uh, Mary, let's jump back to you and we'll answer some questions real quickly. Perfect, thank you so much, Doug. All right, question number one, do you think empathy can be taught? You know, I don't necessarily know that empathy can be taught per se. I think you can model empathy and people can learn that, but there are people that are wired such that uh, empathy is, is difficult for them. And, and I understand that. Um, but there are also things that psychologists have learned you can do to teach people uh, of that mindset, um, of that wiring, if you will, how to demonstrate empathy, although they may not necessarily feel it. But the short answer is yes, but it's not taught because I share content with you that makes you able to uh, to, to um, understand and, and start exemplifying empathy. Really, the answer comes from seeing how empathy works by somebody else modeling it. Uh, next question. Next question. How can I create more awareness of the need for sustainable effort and results within my leadership network? Boy, that's, a, that's an interesting question. Uh, one thing that I heard Ken Snyder say once that I repeat in every shingle workshop, those of you that have been in my shingle workshops have heard me say it, the best way to get the attention and support of leadership is to produce results at little or no cost. Bottom line. What are some small steps we can take to start adopting this leadership style, especially if we are not in a formal leadership role already? You know, the best way, if you're not in a formal leadership role, you're actually, in my opinion, at an advantage because you don't have, um, you don't have the burden of having to deal with all that uh, formal leaders have to deal with, with regard to human relations, um, HR type stuff. You just have to influence. And the best way to do that is the same way. Uh, start showing results because people are always curious about positive results. Start showing results and they're going to ask you questions. And when they ask you questions, then what you can do is you can answer them and tell them how you did that. And you start building your sphere of influence and it starts growing and growing and growing. Um, there's three books I'll, I'll share with you that will help uh, exemplify that. Number one is a very simple book. It's been around for a long, long time. It's in a special edition now, and it's called uh, The One Minute Manager. It's an easy read. It's 17,000 words. You can read it in an hour, but that's a great book. 
Uh, the second book is Managing Transitions. That's a little deeper and it's research-based, but it also talks about how you can help people um, with regard to transition. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a manager. You can be an influencer, an informal leader. And so that's a great book. And then the third one is Leadership and Self-Deception. That is focused on formal leaders, but there is a lot of key insights in that book that apply and help people that are informal leaders as well. Great, thank you. Next question, any specific tips for going to Gemba in a virtual knowledge worker environment? You know, the, the, the only tip I can give you, uh, and actually I've, I've got a, a workshop coming up that's like that, um, you've got to prepare, prepare to, to go to the Gemba. The Gemba is no different um, whether you're uh, making widgets on the production line or whether you're, you're developing software in Palo Alto. Um, you want to ask the right questions. And because it's knowledge-based, the questions you might ask are going to be a little bit different, but you have to think and prepare for the Gemba. And you prepare for the Gemba within the context that that Gemba is in. And the better you prepare for the Gemba, the more likely uh, you're going to have a great Gemba walk. Great, thank you. Uh, next question. Which of these principles do you think is the most difficult to practice consistently? Anything, any one of them where humility becomes an obstacle. That's pretty simple because in order to, to, in order to um, exemplify leave no trace leadership, you have to be able to act with humility and show humility. Um, and if you take a look at organizations that are mature on their journey of excellence, I am here to tell you, you will not see arrogance in the C-suite. Um, it may be there, but they're not gonna show it to you. Um, but more importantly, that, that um, humility will be exemplified at the Gamba when they go to the Gamba. Um, that's really critically important. Humility is the key. Great, thank you. This is our last question for today. How do you handle a manager that does not exhibit some of these behaviors? For instance, he asks for input, but then he says what he believes should be done. I think if you approach that manager in a respectful way, um, it, with a, um, the feel felt find um, approach. So uh, this, is, this is the behavior that existed. Um, this is how it made me feel. And I find it difficult to accomplish whatever when I feel that way. Um, unless that manager is, is, is com completely brazen um, and not open to any kind of conversation, um, you should be able to have a good conversation come out of that. I have um, on more than one occasion, but that requires a little courage on your end. And it also requires a little bit of hum humility on your end as well. So you have to, uh, a humility and respect both. So you have to approach it with humility and respect and have the courage to do it. Otherwise the conversation will never happen and nothing will change. Thank you so much, Doug, for presenting today. It's always a pleasure speaking with you and learning from you. And a special thanks to our listeners for joining in. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you're looking for additional educational opportunities or would like to learn more about the Shingo model, please visit our website at shingo.org. Please remember to subscribe and tune into next time.